currently I am in the panhandle of Florida on a beach called Secret. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's, that sounds nice. So I think the, the first, you know, logical question is, how did you develop, what is the universal design method and how did you develop it? Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together we'll find the ideal path on The Later Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. One of the things I think we've all learned in the last year or so is how much our environment, our home, our office, affects our well-being, how we perform. My guest on this show is Laura Minniff, and she's going to help us understand how we can improve our homes and workspaces to really support us finding our way to wow. But first, I'm gonna mix myself up a cocktail. When I was at about six or seven, my parents were preparing for a party and they were having a cocktail beforehand. My mother always liked uh, Canadian club mixed with something. I don't know, I, I frankly couldn't stand it. But my dad loved rum and Coke. And I remember it was sitting on the coffee table and I saw it and I'm like, Dad, can I try that? He's like, sure, son, go ahead. So I picked it up, it was a little glass just like this. And I took a little sip of it and he had tried to give me beer before, which I didn't like. And so I'm thinking, well, I'll give this a shot. But, and I tasted it and I went, Wow, and I started drinking the whole thing. He says, wait, 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 leave some for me. So I'm gonna mix up a rum and coke. It's a real simple, simple recipe, a simple, simple cocktail. It's another type of highball, by the way. Just put some ice in the glass. Maybe one more cube. And usually you use white rum for, uh, for a rum and coke, although you could also use dark rum. White is, is more traditional. And you mix it uh, in the ratio of one part rum to two parts Coke. So I pour the rum over the ice, kind of dilutes it a little bit. And I'm not gonna measure the Coke exactly, but this glass is about a three ounce glass so if we top it off. And there you have a rum and Coke. Salute. What are the purpose and mission supporting your identity? Laura, welcome to the Way to Wow Show. Thanks for being with us. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. So your assistant told me you were going to be traveling. Where are you talking from Ohio or? Yes. Or so it's been a unique, of course, this past year and a half. And I haven't seen any of my clients that I normally reach out to across the United States. Well, my mom lives in North Carolina, so I decided I'm going to make this a road trip. So I'm on a road trip. Currently, I am in the panhandle of Florida on a beach called Secret. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's, that sounds nice. Yes. The Secret Beach? It's beautiful, actually. I didn't even know about it. But yes, yeah, so... Um, had to find a way to make uh, personal connections with some of my clients, and here mm -hmm. I am. I'm Excellent. on the road. Excellent. Well, I'm going to read a short biography about you so everyone knows 
you know, kind of what your background is, and then we're, we'll, we'll, we'll chat for a few minutes. So Laura Minoff is the founder of Array Design Studio. She and her team offer lifestyle consultation, design, and building for residential and commercial environments. Though she's been a designer and builder for over 20 years, Laura is not your father's contractor. During her career, she has gained numerous credentials and awards. And this is the part that I find most interesting. Laura's background includes working as a geriatric nurse, a profession near and dear to my heart because my wife is an RN. Having spent over two decades in real estate and construction, you are the only person I have ever met who had a background as a nurse before moving into anything related <laughs> to real estate. So. Through her concept, the universal design method, Laura helps builders, designers, architects, and regular people like me design and build homes that improve life as it exists today and prepares you for what comes next. As a fundamental condition of good design, it goes beyond functionality, creating a sense of enjoyment in your home, work, and social environments. So I think the, the first you know, logical question is, how did you develop what is the universal design method and how did you develop it? So perfect question. It actually was developed out of me just having um, interaction with my clients when I first started designing. And I realized most people that call me, they weren't trying to just pick a paint color, they, you know, or you know, change their room furniture. Something catalytic had happened in their life. And I realized I had to dig in and figure out what am I really here for? Am I here to help them house their mother-in-law that's about to come and live with them because she needs their help? Or were they brand new parents and they didn't know how to you know, create a atmosphere that would support the baby and themselves? There were so many different things that had happened. I realized that most people thought also that a designer was an extravagance. And it, mm. it was, it's such a necessity to create a space that you can feel the freedom, the joy, and knowing that it is helping you see the future and the opportunities in your future. Mm -hmm. So really, it came out of that. I actually tell a story. I don't know if you have a few minutes. Sure, absolutely. I had a client. He's really the one that really got me started. He called me up. I didn't know him. He called me up. He was a retired mayor, and his wife was an opera singer. She was also uh, no longer, you know, singing opera. And apparently, Maria had had a stroke. So he called me and said, you know, we bought a brand new home. It's large because we need to house our children and our grandchildren. He said, but Maria needs a bathroom that helps her because she has a quad cane. Can you come over and design it for us? And I did. And I went over and I asked all my questions that I normally ask, you know, when are the children moving in? What's a timeline? You know, what are your, what makes you happy? What colors and all of that wonderful thing. And we came up with an amazing plan and we implemented it. And you know, we were in the middle of it, Kevin. And all of a sudden, Tom looked at me. He goes, oh my gosh, Laura, this is amazing. Now I can sleep at night. And I said, what? <laughs> like I, was, yeah. I was like, the bathroom was amazing, but what does it have to do with you sleeping? 
He said, Laura, I am so afraid that Maria will fall out of bed or trip going to the bathroom that I don't sleep at night because she always has to get up in the middle of the night. Mm. I said, oh my gosh, Tom, I'm not here to redesign your bathroom. I said, let me help you even further. So what we did was we actually embedded, you know, the, um, the lights that light up in an airplane that lead you in, you know, if there's an oh, accident, uh-huh. you know, that lead you to the exit. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually embedded those into the carpeting on Maria's side of the bed. And then I put a sensor there. So now when she, um, we get out of bed, it would light up a path directly to her bathroom door and she would be safe. And then the other thing was I realized that, you know, like most of us, our bed is pretty close to a wall. And Tom thought that was the safest place for it to be. But actually, Maria had run into it a few times. Well, the wall was a beautiful color and it matched the carpeting beautifully. But there was no depth perception. She couldn't see when she got up. I don't care even who you are. You get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. You're disoriented. (laughs) You're you're running into the wall no matter uh, what. I I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I changed the color of the wall. I just lightened it up so she could see the difference between the floor and the wall. Mm. Honest to Pete, after that event, I realized I really am not asking the right questions. And I'm not really servicing someone. Sure, anybody can come in that, you know, loves to design. Any of us can design a pretty, you know, a pretty bathroom or a new home. But the truth is that people need so much more. And that's how I came up with the universal design method. Now, the universal design is something that we've been practicing for oh, about 15, 20 years. And that is your AD, ADA compliances, that's your safety. You know, there are rules and regulations to go along with that, but it's all logistic. Nobody's touching the six senses. You know, so I created a methodology using neuroaesthetics that does touch all six senses. And so when I design a program for someone, it is exactly what they need. And that's breaking down those barriers of old habits of thought and creating an ease-free, barrier-free atmosphere that they can, especially in the past year and a half, that they can actually see what are my opportunities in front of me? And wow, now I get to actually create my own reality. I'm in a space that just supports everything about what I want to do. So does that help? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So are are there core principles that, that you articulate as part of the universal design method? There actually are eight core principles in universal design, which applies completely with the universal design method. The eight core are related to specifications such as accessibility. That would be, in other words, when you go to a store and the doors um, automatically open up, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of a revolving door that not everybody has access to. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's eight solid core uh, elements to that universal design. I just took and applied our senses to it. So lighting, um, your touch, your smell, your, you know, when you sit in that sofa, are you comfortable because it fits your, you know, your body or are you comfortable because you can get out of it? 
Mm. <laughs> it's not like a big marshmallow that just sucked you in. And you know, it's funny. People don't talk out loud, Kevin, but I've watched it happen. They'll invite me over to their home and they'll say, and they'll direct me into a chair, like at a dining room area where they know they can get in and out of it easily. Mm. People are, we're very, we get very embarrassed, I think, and afraid. Um, I actually, I wanted to introduce you to my book. It's called A Round Peg in a Square World, but people get very self-conscious around others and they're afraid of being judged, really. So as a result, we don't do things in our life. We don't go to um, the store or a restaurant that has no accessibility or there's not a ramp or there's not a proper, like when you go to the bathroom and the toilets, you go to the bathroom, you know you're in an old facility when the toilet is really low to the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we don't do that anymore. We do comfort height seat in a toilet where all you have to do is bend and sit. That's it. <laughs> um, so again, taking away the resistance and allowing people to know that there is um, many things, many elements that can be applied to their living that make life fun, mm-hmm. absolutely fun. So if, if someone wants to have this kind of uh, living space or workspace, but let's say they, they, you know, they can't afford to you know, completely you know, redesign, you know, their, their environment or, um, you know, they don't have the time or what, how can, how can they take the universal design method and apply some of the principles or can they take the universal design method and apply some of the principles on their own? So although they may not have, you know, the ideal environment, they can have a better environment. My gosh, that is an excellent, excellent question. And there is a scientist in Japan, and he proved that we only see straight lines. It's called the illusion of curves. And what you just asked is so vital to our comfort and ease and fear-free living. So it's simple. I love that you have a round table behind you. I really enjoy it appears i'm not quite sure but your sofa looks like it's on a diagonal mm-hmm. all of these attributes it's perfect they're they're creating a movement of energy and sincerely kevin it's as simple as that take what you have simplify it but at the same time don't be afraid to put it on a diagonal incorporate some curves and take away that fear factor of tripping. So if it is just to put the area rug over a transition area where you had tile to hardwood floor and you had a threshold, put a rug over it so that now you have a smooth transition. Simple things, very, very simple. I love that you have a live plant in your home or in your studio. That's another, perfect. And he's not dense and heavy. He's spry and he's light. So again, perfect movement, movement of energy. So, so my production team likes that you called the, splant, the plant spry and light because they were debating whether it was, you know, on its way out the door. 
<laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, what you say is so interesting because um, if you had come into my home when we first moved in here about whatever it was, six, seven years ago, everything was on the grid. And then over the succeeding years, um, what, what I found is it's much more convenient if I have certain things, you know, angled certain ways. And so if you go in our breakfast room now, you'll see the breakfast table is, is sort of turned almost 45 degrees. And it just, it just works better that way. And, and li you know, little by little throughout the house, that's the kind of thing that, you know, my, my family and I have been doing is, is just shifting things here and there so that life works better, even if it doesn't look, you know, exactly aligned. And it's all, it's all on me. Because, uh, you know, I, my nickname in the Navy was OCD, right? So <laughs> everything, everything has to be in its place and everything, you know, has a place. That's my philosophy of life. But uh, so I, I, I can see that the, the, the ability to look beyond ourselves, or well, tell me if, if, this, if this sounds right, the ability to look beyond our, our, ourselves and, and see maybe a, a, a bigger picture, a wider picture? Is that inherent into exercising a universal design philosophy, or am I, am I off base here? No, you're right on. In fact, I love what you just said. Finding the courage to make a change, again, usually takes a catalytic type of event. And that even might be, okay, maybe you went skiing and you broke your leg. That's a catalytic event, mm -hmm. you know? And so as a result, without thinking about it, it sounds to me, Kevin, which I absolutely love, you just realize this isn't comfortable. Let's put it on a diagonal so don't bang my knee into the corner every time I come around, you know, the corner. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, but... You did that because it, it just made sense to you. Mm -hmm. We don't always trust our instincts. And that is exactly what happens when you move the energy and you allow that, that ease. It's just, that's what it is. It's just nice. And watch what happens now. You take that ease, move that energy, and what happens? Your mindset opens up and shifts. And now, absolutely, you have the courage, the ability, and you have the vision, and you have the opportunity to make choices that you really didn't even see before, just by making a couple simple adjustments to the atmosphere. Um, it is called neuroaesthetics, but neuroaesthetics actually apply to the beauty in our life. And people don't remember, but they react to that. Why was Walt Disney so successful? Why was he the happiest place on earth? First of all, he told you it was. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're talking to a lot of Disney alum in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on my way there. Trust me. It's one of my stuff. But, you know, why were we afraid to say that out loud? You're in the happiest place on earth. You should and have the ability to be joyful at any minute. At any minute, we can begin again and make a different choice. Mm. But if we surround ourselves with the same habitual um, elements, it's very challenging to see things in a new light. Mm. So before we run out of time, I, I, most of my guests are a little bit bashful about, uh, you know, plugging their...
folks. I, I don't have to be. Oh. <laughs> but but do tell us uh, tell us real quickly um, about your book and where can we get it and and you know all, all that, that that kind of stuff. Well, the cool part about it is it's everything we just talked about, and it's not a cover to cover. You know, read the book. It is what's called an aha book. So you can open it up at any page at any time. And the exact message that you need to hear at that moment is right there. And you will say, aha. <laughs> it's called A Round Peg in a Square World, Designing New Opportunities in a World of Infinite Possibilities. And it is all around the universal design method. And it's just a discovery. And it's, hmm. it's kind of like, it's fun. It's just pure fun. In fact, the cover is even very happy. I don't know if I can show it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please do. Is that... Can you um, maybe pull back a little bit? It's, it's out of focus. Oh. oh, you know what? Oh, oh there it is. Uh, okay, great. Oh, it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 the right, it's right face for us. It looks backwards to you. Oh, okay. Very good. But... And where, where, can, where can viewers uh, get the book? Oh, it's on Amazon. And please, it's on Amazon right now. Um, you can even if you have a Kindle app and it's it's 99 cents. Take advantage of it right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and and, and that really answers what, what is usually my final question was, what can people do right now after finishing watching this episode to get involved in the universal design? And, and I would say go to Amazon, uh, a, a round peg in a square world. You got it. And, and, and get that book and just crack it open anywhere. Well, unless you're on your Kindle, you don't want to crack it then. Just open it <laughs> anywhere and, and, and see what kind of inspiration it gives you, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all in this together, Kevin, and we're here to be happy. Laura, thank you so much for being on the Way to Wow show. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Thanks, Kevin. This has been amazing. That's our show for this week. Thinking about what Laura said, I guess in a way we're all round pegs in a square world. So instead of trying to fit to the grid, let's not be afraid to shift things around a little bit to make our lives more comfortable. Why don't you go download her book from Amazon, 99 cents, you know, for a Kindle book and just open it up for that idea that might turn your home or your workspace into something that will take you on the next step of your way to wow. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my bell.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>